podcast in conjunction with Empty Can Productions. I'm Spencer Kennard. Welcome back to another episode of Stories in Ink. As always, I'm your host, Spencer Kennard. It's great to have you back listening. Um, again, joining me as always is Jesse Luciani from Empty Can. Hey, Jesse, uh, you had a big week last week launching a couple uh, other shows. Yes, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes we How's did. How you I know you've been busy. Oh, uh, it's, it's been going crazy. We've been getting some really good feedback, and we can't wait to see what else we do with it. Like, good kind of feedback, not the kind that goes only on one show, but I'll work on that. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, already turned off. Everyone already turned off this show because of the feedbacks. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Spencer, uh, who do we have in the studio today? Well, we actually are going remote um, today. Mm. Uh, we actually have Jerrica Martin. Jerrica, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. How are you? Getting, well, it's, I'm just glad you're out there because it's getting harder and harder to breathe. Um, wow. <laughs> already, wow. already good start. <laughs> Jer- well, Jerrica, let me let me tell uh, everyone who's listening tonight a little bit about you. So, Jerrica, um, you work in reality TV. Uh, you have worked on some really cool projects. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about what project you work on, but um, you know, if you look at her production production credits, is that what they're called? Well, yeah, IMDb, I guess. <laughs> You have one. You have an IMDb. Um, you've definitely worked on some very cool shows, which most people that have a heart probably have cried to at least once. I know I have. That's what we uh, hope for. You know, it's good to know that we still have hearts. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, I know, you know, I met you, um, gosh, three years ago, four years ago. Something like that. Yeah. We all kind of together at this point. Yeah, it's been it's been quite quite some time. Um, you know, you introduced me to the um, the vegan menu at Taco Bell. You know, that was a gift. What an honest to god gift. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember meeting you. Um, I was I was actually bartending at the time, and I remember you came in and you were at the end of the bar and you had this uh, like just a hat on. You were just chilling. It was like. Uh, maybe a green hat, like a dad hat kind of thing. And uh, I think at that point I was rocking the Carhartt hat pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was the Carhartt hat that like looked like you had. I don't even know what you run through the wash a couple times. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I I distinctly remember striking up a conversation with you. Um, and you know, it's just been it's been a great. Um, been a great relationship and friendship ever since then so um thank you again for coming on the show being an awesome person and uh i'm really excited to talk about some of the tattoos we've done on you of course Um, i'm very happy to be here yeah um you know i'm I'm racking my brain and i'm trying to remember the first tattoo that i did on you the first tattoo you did on me was the lisa simpson Yes, that's it. Was it's uh, I have it still up on my Instagram and I have it yeah. in a couple of books. Um, oh, can so I remember you came in and you were like, I want a Lisa Simpson tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's more or less how that happened. 
Yeah, it was pretty much cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, it took a while to figure out which Lisa we wanted to do. We were between like cool girl Lisa yeah, you and were like all, dancing Lisa. You were like all set on cool, cool girl Lisa. And I was like, but like, that's not how Lisa is all the time. <laughs> exactly. And then I decided on dancing Lisa because I felt like it was just kind of her living her best life, like letting loose, being herself. Oh, I, yeah, and I think like that was definitely. Um, I, I feel I feel like you were kind of channeling that at that point too. You know, you were definitely like, I mean, I, I still hope you are living your best life. I and I think say, I think I always try and channel it. Yeah, I, I don't think you've never not lived your best life, which is something <laughs> I like really admire about you, just as a person in general. Anyone that knows Jerica knows that she's like one of the the most positive, just joyful people that you can be around and it's uh it's very infectious like it's very nice um because yeah, we all nice of you to say. what this whole, this whole thing is just going to be us complimenting each other i can see yeah, it i'm complimenting you i deserve no compliments um <laughs> yeah, <ready>. coming. <laughs> anyway um you came in and you wanted the lisa tattoo and um I added, I think it was my suggestion to add maybe the rose, the little rose, mm -hmm. because I feel like it was, it was almost like a little gap filler piece, right? We were trying to figure out how, like where to position it. And it was like, we, it, it was like the bottom part of her body just like ended. And it was like, well, what can, what else can we do to, um, add something to this piece? Right? Like, I feel like that was kind of the, the dialogue that we were having. Yeah, for sure. And also, it just it, the rose that you added makes it look more like a complete tattoo. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, let's put Lisa on my arm. <laughs> well, it's also really cool because, um, you know, I, I don't remember if I told you this when we did it, and this wasn't necessarily the, the intent of the piece, um, but you, you know the rose is the state flower of New York. The rose like, is the state flower of New York? The state flower of New York. Oh, no, I didn't actually know that. So it was like, it's kind of this very serendipitous moment in a way, because, you know, you got this tattoo in New York, right? And you've been tattooed all over the place, right? Like you've been Oh, yeah. Um, where, where all have you been tattooed? Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Chicago, New Orleans, New York. Every place you've lived. <laughs> yeah, every place I've lived. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really cool, because, like, I mean, I, I have a few travel tattoos as well, and I feel like, again, like, goes back to telling your story like where you've been all those kind of things but anyway um you know it, it was this kind of celebration tattoo and i feel like a lot of your tattoos do celebrate you know just just life in general like and, and they are an extension of you and your personality um i that being said i mean i think it also kind of carries into some you have a lot of little tattoos too right I do, yeah. I have a lot of um, kind of spur of the moment tattoos because I feel like sometimes those can be just as powerful as like spend a lot of time. I already talked about this, but it is little moments that we get along the way, you know, as many as we can hold on to. I think that's, that's a really cool thing that we can do, um, you know, and I, I, I know there's, I think I've done four like smaller ones on you, right? So we have Lisa. Cause, yeah. um, which is, she's, she's not a huge tattoo. She's only maybe what, like two, three inches. 
Yeah, she's she's like two, three inches. And then I have the um, fuck doctor's tattoo that you did for me on the apple, which I love. I hope I can say fuck. I feel like I can. You're allowed to say fuck. But that one was kind of our both little tribute to <laughs> our mutual uh, opinion on fucking doctors. <laughs> on, uh, well, you got to... The uh, not 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 using the word fuck as a verb right there. Um. <laughs> I mean, like take it as you will. I will follow any storyline. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, no, uh, yeah, you and I both uh, we we have uh, similar health um, things that we've gone through and have been kind of passed around from you know thing to thing and. Um, you know that's a whole nother part of our story but i think like it's like you you took a negative and made it into a positive because it makes you feel almost more empowered in in a way like because uh, again part of your journey i mean i know you have you have worked really hard to take back control of your body in in a way um you know yeah i feel like that's a big part of why i get tattoos is because I mean, I haven't always been hugely in control of my own body, but one thing I was in control of was what my skin looked like. And if I covered it in ink, then at least it was my choosing of what ink and where it goes and yeah, that and stuff. Oh, I think it's, it's a very cool way of, you know, uh, of that kind of control. I mean, I've noticed this year, I mean, a lot of people are getting tattooed. Um, you know, and that's even with all of the COVID stuff that's going on. But I really do think it, it is because uh, people want to feel like they're in control of their own body. And whenever things feel out of your control, of course, of course, why would you not want to kind of take back that control and have a little bit more autonomy? Um, I completely agree. No, I, I, I mean, I think it's a, you know, it's a very relevant thing to this year, but at the same time, it's it, it is very universal. It's a way that you can, you know, I, I know you've described yourself as like wanting to be like a storybook, right. Of, you know, these, all of these tattoos you have, right. Uh, how, how did you say that? Can you, how do you say it for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, I eventually want my tattoos to act as, like you said, a storybook basically so that eventually when I'm like old and gray, someone will see like the, you know, shrivel up lizard on my arm and I'll be able to tell them the story about how I had lizards in my walls when I lived in Brooklyn. <laughs> like, That's another one that we did on you. Was like yeah, the, you've done, I counted them, 11 tattoos because I was worried you were going to ask me. You've done 11 tattoos. <laughs> I, I, yeah, wow. Um, well, because again, getting back to the little ones though, um, you know, at the time of this recording, um, it, we ha- there's going to be a Friday the 13th here in November. Um, it's not happened yet. <laughs> we still got a few days before, you know, the sun comes up and all of the crowd just walks to the front of the shop, <laughs> um, which don't get me wrong. Those days are awesome. Um, I still think I have a picture of me like dead with like a piece of pizza holding it like on my page somewhere. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that picture. <laughs> yeah, well, you remember getting tattooed that day too, right? Like we yeah, did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What, what, so I know we've done multiple like Friday the 13th tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I still think, 
Go yeah, go ahead and talk about it. My first Friday the thirteenth tattoo that you did for me was the cootie catcher, um, or a fortune teller, some people call it, but it's basically like the paper that you fold up and you write numbers on the outside and you read people's fortunes. Well yeah, it would be like yes or no questions, right? Like like again right, like, like pick a color, pick a number, and then you like yeah, read you spell it out and you do the yeah. one two because <laughs> that's another thing with Friday the thirteenth tattoos, a lot of them will have the, the number 13 hidden somewhere in them and I thought we got really clever with that one because we put the, the one and the three on the flaps so it just looks like a uh, like a normal uh, a normal fortune telling device yeah, <laughs> it does. But still has the 13 kind of hidden um, but we also did we did a <laughs> with with the magics stuff we also did a what uh, a number eight ball we did an eight ball, and I remember specifically. I think in the in the sketch it said yes, but I remember asking, "Can we make it say no?" Because <laughs> that just seems like like a sassy eight ball on my arm seems much more like me than like a constant yes. Yeah, I mean, I you know what I saw the other day at Target was a sarcastic nine ball. A nine ball? Yeah, but it's a sarcastic <laughs> nine ball. So instead of giving you like yes or no answers, it's just like meh. You know, it might happen. I feel like I would either love that or hate that, depending on the question that I'm asking. <laughs> depending on the depending on the mood that you're in for that day. Yeah. Well, but also, like we did the uh, we did the crystal ball, but the crystal ball I think is broken, right? Yeah, the crystal ball is shattered. We did those. We did that in the eight ball on the same day. Yeah, because um, you have almost like a little triptych, right? Like then, was there something? There's not something completing it at the bottom, correct? On the crystal ball? So there's the crystal ball, there's the fortune teller. There's yeah, and then in between is a, a different a tattoo of um, a heart with leaves that I got on the day that gay marriage was legalized. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we, again, that kind of goes back into that whole creating your own future. Because all of those devices that you, you know, that we have right around it, it was very much, it's very much that whole idea of yeah you can you can look to these fun little things but you're ultimately thinking control of them like i think even the crystal ball is kind of is broken right yeah it's broken and i think that it's it's also like the broken crystal ball and the eight ball saying no it's like these devices that can tell your future but they also can tell you maybe what you don't want to hear um which i thought was important for me just because it's like even like the little tattoos or can be reminders of things that aren't just like, oh yeah, I was drunk and I got this tattoo. <laughs> well, but no, but I think like, again, those go back to the story. Those go back to you being the part that's in control of your story, right? Um, you're the thing that, it, even if it's telling you something that you don't necessarily want to hear, you're ultimately going to have to make the choice whether or not you, you buck that, right? Because most yeah. likely if you try and buck that, it's, it's gonna happen, man. What's gonna happen is gonna happen, right? Like, I hate to be, hate to sound like such a fatalist, but you know. Um, well, no, I mean, like, even if an eight ball tells me no, I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. even, well, and it could be, it could have been wrong. So you know, like, there's always that possibility. But what is it? It's it's that weird question. Well, well, was the eight ball then wrong? Because was the eight ball wrong? because it told you no, or were you the thing that then enacted the change that 
then made the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the That's So Raven paradigm. I see what you're doing there, yeah. (laughs) Did having the vision make the vision come true? (laughs) No, I totally follow. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the deep questions. (laughs) The questions that really need answering. (laughs) But still, I think it's a very cool thing because, yeah, you, you might have this small, simple tattoo, but it's a way for you to explore that those facets those questions right like it and it's like you said they don't have to be the biggest ones that you know there's nothing uh, you have big tattoos i've done big tattoos on you um and we're going to talk about those here in a little bit but i do think it's kind of fascinating how you know even these small little moments are 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 things that you carry and are things that you really do affect your story um yeah i mean you know I feel like the, the moments that we get with each other are, are, are very small too. You know, we don't, we don't spend all of our time with people that are in our lives. And I think that just being able to reflect on those small little things and then bring a smile to your face is also important. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, also the tattoos that you're talking about, they're, they happen to be on parts of my body that I see very often. And so those are the tattoos that I reflect on probably more than some of my other larger pieces. And they bring me just as much joy because, like you said, they make me think of, I mean, especially the cootie catcher one that you brought up earlier, that really does make me think of, like, the time in my life when I met you because that was like a thing that I did all the time. I made cootie, I made like actual cootie catchers at the bar and I made people <laughs> that I didn't know answer, <laughs> answer Jesse my fortune. And <laughs> Jesse is now remembering that. Like, yeah, that Jesse's like, oh wait, I definitely met you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, it just, I thought it was just a really good way to break the ice. And I also really loved putting like things that weren't normal in the fortune teller. Like I remember one of them I put, uh, call your mom because I was like who doesn't need to call their mom (laughs) oh I need to call my mom so much more mom I know you listen to this podcast I love you I love you mom (laughs) I know Jesse's mom listens to it too hey and Jerrica your mom's gonna listen now too so we got my mom's definitely gonna listen three mom Uh, anyway no but I think you know like you're talking about how these tattoos bring you joy and how they, um, again, are a reflection or a continuation of your personality. Um, so the cootie catcher is definitely something that you've done like throughout your whole life, right? Like you, you were, you were probably a kid on the playground also doing that, right? Like, Oh yeah. I, I can't make anything else. Like I used to be really jealous of the paper star guys that like made paper stars in middle school. Could never do that, but I could always make the cootie catcher. <laughs> So this wasn't something you just like developed in your mid twenties that you were like, Oh, I'm going to use this at bars to break the ice. This is something that you've actually done. (laughs) Yeah. I learned about it on uh, Tinder. (laughs) I just thought it would really bring me men. (laughs) No, it's definitely something I've been doing since. Um, So, but that, you know, that brings me to your, to another tattoo I've done on you, which is one that, you know, um, I remember growing up with, 
um, which I did an Arthur tattoo on you, Arthur Arthur the Aardvark, with uh, you know a um, he also he's a it's a Halloween tattoo, and he's also accompanying DW. Who anyone who's ever seen Arthur knows like, I mean, immediately DW is the like worst man. She is like. <laughs> Oh my god, you are only saying that because you're the oldest in your family? I'm the youngest in my family, and DW is a goddamn saint. You take that back. <laughs> I like how you say that, but in the in the tattoo I'm referencing, she's dressed as a devil. Okay, yeah, but let me defend this statement. <laughs> One, devils are powerful, and DW is a powerful woman. <laughs> Two, she... <laughs> So the tattoo you did of me is from the Arthur Halloween book, which is actually the 80s version, because after the 90s, they redid it so that DW is like a ghost, because like devils were uh, for the devil, and kids can't be surrounded by the devil, that's awful, and Christians rule this country, so they changed her costume to a ghost, (laughs) Um, but the devil DW was like obviously peak DW, so we had yeah. to do that version. We, like, I, I mean, I I just would, I feel like they, they should have just, like, at that point when they changed it, they should have just made her just be like, I got a rock. Uh, <laughs> and just, what? like, combine the peanuts, the Charlie Brown, the Halloween. Like, if you're going to change know, it. I, I don't know that. I'm sorry. So anyway, back to this. I've tattoo. never been a fan of pe- peanuts because Charlie Brown creeps me out. Oh. I think that's He's fair. Sad. I feel like I have a lot of people that agree with. <laughs> I guess we should put up a poll. Does Charlie Brown creep you out? <laughs> or is Snoopy? Snoopy's just where it's at anyway. You know, Snoopy's the 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 crux of that shit of that <laughs> that's comic strip. Um, I can agree with that. Yes. I mean, it's all about the dog. Um, but any that one was a, a cool piece because I got to really kind of, um, you know, kind of get in the artist's head in a way because it was more about replicating that particular type of art as opposed to, like, creating something. Um, you know, and I, and I think that was important for you that you had that particular image right like that it was it wasn't altered that it was the same thing yeah that um that book was one of a handful of books that i got read to me every single night um and it's just a really it was a really really special book for me it wasn't like a rated in october book it was like every single night i want to read arthur's halloween (laughs) and i remember the 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 uh, i'm gonna have a hard time saying this the author of Arthur. <laughs> the author hid spiders in every page and I remember like trying to like find all the spiders and well, yeah, yeah it was Mark, just such a really great memory for me. Well Mark Brown though, the author and uh, illustrator, he also would hide his kids' names in the books. Right, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so just remembering that now. <laughs> yeah, this little thing where it was like, like, I don't know how many kids he had but I remember distinctly like being like, oh, did you see it? it you know, it's like this almost like Where's Waldo moment yeah completely different kids book (laughs) yeah i'm like i'm smiling so hard just thinking about it yeah i and plus that that story and those characters specifically spoke speak to me because i'm i have one brother so i was like an older brother younger sister 
moment and I was just like DW. I was a no I mean I still am a know it all, you know me. <laughs> but like I was, you know, always trying to hang out with the older kids. Like I So was it was that couldn't like, be told no. <laughs> that whole like uh, what's the meme like the or not the that sign won't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, like that whole thing. I, yeah, I mean, I watched. I was a PBS kid, so I watched Arthur all the time, and then you know, oh, yeah. reading books and everything like that. Um, no, and I, I, I mean, it was a for me. It was also kind of like a memory piece because you know, I again, I remember growing up getting those books read. You know, reading those books, and you know falling in love with the idea that you could write a book and also be the illustrator of it because again i was like the the you know the art kid kind of thing trying to do you know and how you can tell a story through an image is also a really kind of cool thing i mean and again like we're, we're saying this over and over again but it goes back to that whole idea like you're, you're talking about how you want to be a, a storybook right and so this was another part of your story that you also are getting to tell. It's it's this cool kind of um, theme that whenever we look at our tattoos, we, we might not necessarily see all the through lines because they are different and they are from different time periods and they are from different things that we go through. But I think it is cool how the themes that we carry ourselves and the things that we find important to us, no matter what the tattoo is, it it definitely is something that um, we can, how much I to say this? Um, like those through lines, are, our, our personal through lines, we carry through our tattoos as well. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I don't want to like sound like I'm like preaching or anything here, but I do. I just think it's very cool like that you are able to trace that. Like you have kind of like a general goal, right? In your and how you want to tell your story, and your tattoos are part of you telling your story. And like for each one, you can point to a specific thing that that even is story. Like it's it's such a cool little kind of parallel. And that tattoo specifically, I I love it so much because it's the one that I think people comment on the most, and people. Uh, can relate to the most like all the time I get people who are like holy crap is that Arthur and I'm like yeah <laughs> it is because I just think it's so cool because I mean like you said like you have PBS like I, I'm pretty sure every kid even if they didn't have cable or didn't have like expensive TV had PBS that's like the whole point oh. of PBS <laughs> zuma, 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 zoom <laughs> oh my god they shot that in Boston <laughs> I always wanted to go because I was so close Oh, that was, like, was the that? highlight of any kid's life was, like, I went to the live screening of Zoom. <laughs> Zoom. Well, what was the, um, oh, the, there was the thing where it was, like, you had to figure out, it, it was essentially, like, you're going through the green glass door, but instead of that, it was, it was something, it was something Annie likes this, but doesn't like the, oh, it's a, it's a thing. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, but Arthur's great. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's going on the 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 Patreon for all the people that want to listen to it. We don't have Patreon. 
don't worry. You don't have to pay to listen to us. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> I mean, I would appreciate that. If you, if you would like and subscribe, even if you hate like or like hate, um, that's fine, too. <laughs> especially if you're hate liking it especially yeah. yes <laughs> no but like um so you have the arthur piece but and you have kind of these things that um you're you're a you're a big kind of like fall person like you love like spooky season and all of those things um but you also have a really cool beetlejuice piece i do yeah um I don't really, I, I like Beetlejuice all year round. I like spooky things all year round. You don't want to put me in a fall box, but. Yeah, you can't say it anymore, though. We've already said it twice. Say so what? Beetlejuice. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's showtime. Oh, my God, that's creepy. <laughs> if, uh, if I disappear, it's because the sand worms got me. <laughs> Yeah, um, sandworms on that tattoo. Yeah, there's a sandworm on that tattoo. So I'm trying to look at it. So I can, it's on the back of my arm, so it's one of the ones I don't look at that often. But it's another one of the ones that I get compliments on a lot. And honestly, I think as far as like all the tattoos you've done on me, I think that this is the one that you like fucking slim dunked the most <laughs> because you took so long to do this one. It's all like stippling, which. Yeah. You were like, I'm going to stipple the whole thing. And I was like, I mean, I don't have anywhere to be, but I feel like that's going to take a long time. And it did. But it came out amazing. Well, thanks, man. Because it, um, it's also, oh, shoot. It's not the Dietzes. What's their name? The couple? Yeah. No clue, homie. <laughs> I love Beetlejuice around, but I forget the name of the couple. <laughs> I don't know their names but i do know that um it's just one of those ones that i I mean it's alec baldwin and gina davis there are the actors um in it but what is their i feel like their name gets passed over really quickly doesn't it it's uh the um oh i know it's the maitlands they're the maitland family right i literally couldn't answer that on jeopardy if you paid me (laughs) <laughs> like uh, I had no clue what the name was. Yeah, it, it's the Maitland. They're the the Maitland. Now that I, yes, they're the Maitlands. Um, there's a very there's a reason why I remember that. Um, anyway, um, but it's the Maitlands when they have like he's stretched out his head and she has the eyes pop down in her mouth and all of that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, when Beetlejuice teaches them how to be monsters. Actually, I don't think Beetlejuice teaches them. I think that's their that's like their failed attempt before they hire Beetlejuice because it doesn't really work out for them. Well, I think that it's an interesting thing, like Beetlejuice, because like, you, you know, they're they're trying to protect something that they now like they're stuck in, right? But at the same time, like that whole trying to coexist um, and being able to not necessarily move on, but realize that the space that you exist in is no longer your space. Um, so it's an interesting kind of parallel because it, and it goes back to the model and how they have their house in the model instead. And so that's their space within another space. It, it's a very interesting kind of concept, which we don't know. We, we don't have, that's a whole nother thing we could go into for, forever. But, um, you know, in the tattoo, there's, it, it's interesting because the sandworm, it, it makes like a heart shape. 
Yeah, I think that the tattoo for me, I was really just going for them as a couple because when I used to watch the movie when I was younger, I related to, I mean, did I relate to Beetlejuice? Maybe. <laughs> That's kind of scary. <laughs> like, Beetlejuice or Renata Ryder, but like, you know, the, the more like Hollywood characters. And then I remember watching it more recently as an adult and just being so just like it was it's like the notebook it's such a romance but like they literally die and they lose everything and they're like fuck it let's be monsters together and i mean like that's that kind of rider vibe that i want that's the energy yeah. that i need <laughs> yeah but i also think it's like that like there's that part but it's that you know they're accepting of each other 100 that kind of this you know what i mean like it's like you know, we're going to go through these, we're, you're going to go through all of these kind of trials and tribulations, and you don't know how they're going to affect you. You don't know how you are going to affect yourself going through those things. But if you're going through it with somebody else, you can, you can, you can, you know, you can stare down death. You can accept or it. Past it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, that's a really kind of beautiful thing. It you is. Know, and I think that no matter like what happened, they, there was never a moment where it was like, we're not going to do this together which I yeah. think is my favorite thing about them. Well, and it's also, like, going back to the piece, there's also, like, that little impish Beetlejuice that's down there with the mallet from the card. Oh, so, yeah. it's like, so it's still kind of suggestive of that, mm -hmm. you know, of, like, oh, you might take a detour, you might try and do the easier way out, but at the same time, you have to do the work together to have anything that lasts, right? You have to, you know... You have to face down a couple sandworms. <laughs> you know, you have to go through these things that are going to transform you, but you're going to be better for it. Um, and, you know, I think that's a very cool, you know, that's a very cool way. Again, you're, you're talking about your story, you know, and how, you know, I, I, I know that you have found somebody here recently. I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, but, uh, I, you know, I... Congrats. Congrats on your engagement, right? Thank you. Yes, I am engaged. That, no, but that's <laughs> a very... fucking thought. <laughs> you know, I, I did. I knew it would happen eventually because you, you're you're a great person and, like, anyone would be lucky to be with you, man. Like, straight up. Like, you know, I think that you have found somebody that has complimented you very well and that you've been able to travel with and grow with, in all honesty, from, you know... I, I've gotten to know you, and I know that we don't get to, we don't get to talk as much because you've kind of gone and done other things. Um, but I feel like I'm not missing a beat with you, and I think that's um, whenever you find someone that you don't have to transform to like be with. I think that's a very important thing. So I feel like the fact that you're still you through this relationship is an awesome thing. So congrats on that, man. Like, Thank you. And yeah, I was. The relationship you're referencing was definitely in my head a lot. Not saying I got this tattoo for them, but um, it, they were definitely in my mind a lot when I got this tattoo. And not to say that it represents like that specific love, but just feeling in like that new love feeling where you feel like you can like take on anything. It, it every time I look at it, it makes me think of that moment when I was just like. Well, again, we talk about the meanings of tattoos changing, right? Mm. And, like, it's it's cool because, like, 
you know, even if you weren't in the present situation, that doesn't mean you wouldn't be in this present situation at a different time. Does that make sense? Like, or with a different person, like anything, right? Like, because, you know, it's just the way the world works. It, it has its own kind of thing that it does. But it, it's cool that, that this tattoo, that even though you got it at a different point in your life, it's still a way that you're able to, like it has changed with you in a way, right? And you're get, you're continually able to reclaim that tattoo and retell your story through it. Like you're, you're looking at your current life through a past lens, but not in a way that takes away from it or like is nostalgic in such a way that it, it longs for what has been right you're, you're able to look at it and still it's, it's living it's it's changing and that's a very cool thing i think that's that's one of my favorite things about tattoos and i have a lot of tattoos that i got when i was like 18 19 that i was just like oh boy i'm legal and i'm gonna get tattooed <laughs> right like this is this is my moment like i'm gonna get this 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 is who i am and then you know looking back 10 years later i'm like that was a choice that was a choice but at the same time it it might not represent who i am anymore but it represents who i was when i was like a stupid teenager and i think that's really fun and like yeah it doesn't have like the most elaborate meaning and like i didn't write a sonnet about how i feel about it but like i don't think that needs to be the case i think that it can just like look cool at the time and now i think it's a little dumb but like i still think that's cool yeah i mean again the things that make you you are the things that make you you um and that's the cool thing about them you know and tattoos are one of those things you know um i i really think that you know again like through the stories we're we're able to tell um you know through the um just these little things, these little marks, you're able to tell more about yourself. And I think, again, that's what we're trying to do here. And, um, you know, I'm just happy that you're able to, that, again, that I've been able to help you do that. Like, I think that's such a cool thing. And, uh, again, thank you for letting me do that for you. Of course. Thank you for tattooing me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. We're going to rectify this. Um, I know. You are, I think you are. Um, you know, I, I know you're going to be in New York soon. Right? I'm moving back. I'm moving back. It's very yeah. cool. Very the lease has been signed. Yes, that's awesome. Congratulations. We're happy to have yeah. you back here in the city. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a weird time to come back, but, you know. You know there's this, I was talking to someone today, and it's like, there's no, it, it, it seems silly, but like, there's no place like New York. All right. Like, and you can be in the, you know, um, and I, and I would say, I would even say like the, the, the greater New York area, right? Like, um, you know, <laughs> you know, cause there is like this, um, I don't know what it is. There's this little draw to this kind of area that we have here. And, you know, maybe it's because this is where we all, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe our history is here. Maybe it's not. Maybe, but we're the thing that's making our history here now. And I think that this is just a place where you meet so many cool people. You have so many cool interactions. At any, you, I mean, it's that whole thing. You can strike sparks anywhere. And I don't know if there's been there's a a place right now quite like that. I think that 
as someone who's left, I've been gone for two years. And I think the thing that I have noticed, and I kind of, I knew this when I lived there, but being away from it has really made me realize that New York is like, New York isn't like a place you live. It's like a friend. It's like a relationship that you're in. And leaving that relationship, I was like, great. I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. I need a break. But now I'm like, I miss that friend. I miss that energy, that like good morning you get when you wake up in New York. It might be, you know, dirty puddle water getting splashed on you. But, you know, nobody's perfect. (laughs) There's just like an energy and a vibe that you, I mean, I'm going to say you become addicted to. You really do. And I'm very excited to be back. I'm very excited to just, I don't know, be back in that vibration that only, you can only find it in New York. Oh, it's something. It's a wavelength. And uh, I'm glad you're going to be riding that wave with us here again soon. Um, yeah, and I want to get tattooed again soon, for sure. Oh, I, you know, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. um, I just, you know, Jerrica, it's been great having you here on the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to come on. I know you're tired. I know it's late, but really, truly, it's been great having you on. Um, you know, I hope to, I hope that we do get to see you soon. Um, do you have anything, anything you want to say before we uh, sign off here tonight? No, I mean, I guess be safe, wear masks, and call your moms. Yes, call your moms. <laughs> Start you back on that. <laughs> you heard it right from the cootie catcher itself. <laughs> Erica, thank you. Well, it's been great having you on tonight. Um, I will see you here soon, okay? Thank you, Spence. Thank you for listening to Stories in Ink. Tune in every other Monday for new episodes. You can find past episodes of Stories in Ink as well as other Empty Can Productions originals on all of your favorite streaming platforms on your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. Just search for Stories in Ink. Stories in Ink was created by Spencer Kinnard and Jesse Lucian and is an Empty Can Production original and is recorded at Red Ink Tattoo Studio in New York City, New York. Executive producers are Spencer Kinnard and Jesse Luciani.